1: What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Barca Blogger podcast. My name is Josh. I hope you all are being safe. Hope you're being smart, listening to the people who know what they're talking about. For those of you that are listening and, um, particularly trialed areas from COVID-19, whether that's Spain, Italy, New York, um, a variety of other places. I hope you are healthy. Um, I hope those that you love and care about are healthy and, uh, Yeah, that's all I got. Just listen to the people who know what they're talking about. Um, Stay away from people if you at all possibly can. And um, yeah, so this is uh, going to be a little bit of a different podcast again. Again, no football. So we're going to be winging it a bit, just have a bit of news to discuss and then an interview with... Uh, Someone special to me uh, is one of my good friends, lives in New York, uh, is a Manchester City fan. So we're going to talk about a bit about football, life, whatever it might be. Uh, I, I couldn't stand to do like a third straight week of just me talking about like my favorite like, uh, I don't know, my favorite music artists or whatever we're going to do. I mean, we're probably going to get back to that if I'm being completely transparent, because it doesn't seem like football is going to be back anytime soon. And uh, I want to keep making podcasts. So you're probably going to hear my favorite just about everything, uh, over the next couple months. Um, So in terms of news, before we get to the interview, uh, the good news is that according to our lovely club president, uh, Barcelona will not go bankrupt in June. Uh, I found this to be a bit interesting purely because I hadn't considered the fact that uh, football clubs are also businesses and they can go bankrupt and things can go bad, especially when there is... To say no income is strong, but they are literally... like I wonder what the percentage of income that is chopped by not having actual matches is. Uh, I would imagine it's significance, uh, hence the significant pay cut that the first-team players took and hopefully some other key executives in Barcelona took. Uh, this was the other bit of interesting news from the week that I picked out was Messi's kind of statements about the about the pay cut, as well as the reflection that it had on the club, the timing of it, and how the internal people within the club sort of pressured Barcelona players. Um, I, I think the term he used was pressured. Either way, it adds to this narrative that's been growing around Messi's clashing with the... Upper management of Barcelona. This goes back to the Instagram post earlier this year, um, where he's like he's speaking out and he's not afraid to to make some comments, whether they're veiled or obvious, about indecisiveness and w- strange considerations that are being made from the club management level. Uh, and it, it, it's both re- kind of relieving to see, but also a little bit um, a bit concerning for you know for those of you that's like to watch Lionel Messi play football at Barcelona like myself. Uh, it would take something much more extreme than, you know, this I I would think for Messi to ever leave. However, uh, it's very much like, you know, you always hear with the marriage. It's like it's the little it's the little things that build up over time and you would hope that there is some sort of communication open communication between Messi and those that are bothering him to hopefully resolve some of these issues. But I think that's being a bit hopeful, if I'm being honest. Uh, The other fascinating thing was there was a Griezmann to PSG in exchange for Neymar transfer rumor. Uh, I doubt this would be straight up. There'd probably have to be some more cash coming from the Barcelona side. If this were to happen, I think it would be because Barcelona were trying to land Neymar and Lazaro Martinez, uh, the more likely candidate of the striker of the future, the more likely over timo warner whether or not you agree with that is uh is up for debate i personally enjoy timo warner uh however the, the griezmann to psg thing is interesting for a variety of reasons one i think it presents some interesting considerations around why griezmann was brought to barcelona in the first place like let's just say this transfer goes through crazy as it is let's just say that happens uh i think it It really brings into consideration why Griezmann was brought to Barcelona in the first place. Was he brought as a stopgap? Because that is a hefty paycheck for a stopgap. It's also some sort of a gamble, right? Between uh, players like Philippe Coutinho and Usman Dembele, for different reasons, they came to Barcelona with a high price tag and failed. Were you confident that Griezmann could at least, even if he didn't have an incredibly successful season at Barcelona, maintain much of his value just through the consistency that he's already displayed so in that you could wear wear wearing so in whatever so that if things didn't go perfect you were able to turn him to, to PSG for Neymar or sell him um in exchange for something else but I I think if you were to sell Griezmann at this point it would be only for Neymar I don't think um I mean maybe for Lot but yeah, and I don't I don't even think they would put him in a large Martinez package. I think it would literally just be for Neymar. Um I think Griezmann performed well this year. Like it would have been interesting to see him in the latter stages of the Champions League, latter stages, latter stages of the Champions League. It doesn't look like we're gonna get to see that at least for a while. Um So it's going to be a little bit difficult to evaluate Griezmann's overall season at Barcelona. Like I would say, I would consider it a success. I mean, if you're going to rate it, it would be like probably like a 7 or 7.5, maybe even an 8, somewhere in that range. Like it wasn't excellent. There were certainly, especially, and I, I think we're kind of left with a bad taste from the last El Clasico, from the last Champions League match. Uh, where Griezmann didn't have the most successful performances that he's had. However, I still think overall he was like a positive addition to Barcelona and helped them in uh, in a variety of ways. Like I think the thing that's always brought up with Griezmann for for good reason is like his ability to track back and take some of the defensive load off of like a Lionel Messi, Luis Suarez. Um, It'd be interesting if he was, I mean, I, I can't even comprehend a Griezmann to PSG for Neymar, like plus cash deal. That's just so big and so a lot of moving pieces for that to happen. So I don't know. We'll see. Um, yeah, that's that's kind of all I got for the news stuff. Uh, there's obviously transfer rumors like apparently Arthur's untouchable now. All this like interesting scuttlebutt somewhat uh we miss football uh nevertheless after a quick break i'm in an interview uh have a conversation with manchester city fan entrepreneur i think everyone's an entrepreneur uh nathan page so yeah after this quick break we're gonna get to that interview all right i am joined by my business partner an entrepreneur a friend a a successful social media influencer Nathan Page, how are we doing?
0: Wow, what an intro. <laughs> entrepreneur, social media influencer. People are going to hate me before I even say a single thing. <laughs> Just uh, those are buzzwords right yeah,
1: now. Yeah, in the intro I recorded before this, I, uh, I called you an entrepreneur already, so that's the second entrepreneur you've gotten. Um, wow. Yeah. This is this is wow. this is pretty big. Um, Nathan is currently residing somewhere in the state of New York, uh, the city in particular, and is uh, on lockdown with his dog and his lovely wife, and is currently surrounded by a plethora of Target branded decor, a nice little hat, some AirPods. He is living the the New York lifestyle, if you've ever seen it, and wanted to have him on to inquire about Pep Guardiola because this is a Barcelona podcast so I have to at least like make like a small you know I have to make like some sort of bridge uh sure and the last few weeks Nathan have pretty much just revolved around me doing like five minutes of Barcelona news at the top and then talking about movies and TVs for like 20 minutes and uh (laughs) I've kind of run out of favorites to talk about so I decided to bring uh to bring you on so I uh I hope you're honored first of all
0: Absolutely honored. Yeah. Um, considering this morning, at, you you texted me if we were ready to get on, and I was like, "Oh no, I forgot." Yeah, <laughs> um,
1: I can tell it was yeah, super important. So sorry to you. about
0: that, but I I am really excited to be on. I'm honored to to be invited. Um, excited to share some content with the people and to um, you know just talk about whatever whatever we can to keep our minds off of the bigger picture things going on in the world. Um, we can we can take a minute to just enjoy. Some mindless what-if soccer talk and some uh, some entertainment talk too so I'm excited man thanks for having me on
1: yeah uh if you think we're actually going to talk about anything real with football you're uh, you're out of it I, I kind of just want I want to get a broad picture like I know you don't follow football as closely as you used to like in, in your age bigger things have come up um <laughs> Football has kind of faded into the background for you a little bit. For for us, you know, plebs. It's still like, you know, pretty important. But I wanted to find out like how has how are you enjoying the Pep Guardiola experience in year whatever we're at at this point?
0: So we're in year four now.
1: Um by the way, you're I, a city I fan. Follow- I I don't know if I mentioned that.
0: Yes. No, you you didn't, but that's okay. Um I'm a City fan. I uh Joined on that weird bandwagon a while back, um, tried to get off and then realized I couldn't. And I, I, when I jumped in, I didn't realize I was uh, hopping aboard a political vehicle for an oil baron. But, um, you know, here we are. <laughs> Sometimes you don't choose the team. The team chooses you and then forces you to stay. So um, it's sort of like my Knicks fandom. You know, I didn't realize I was becoming a Knicks fan. At the time that James Dolan was running them into the ground. Well, so,
1: do, do you want to briefly explain? Uh, so, City chose you and then they unchose you. Yeah. Uh, and then they well, chose I know, you. Again. I, was
0: trying to, I was trying to escape it. I didn't want to stick around with City. And so I, I tried to open myself up to free agency and then realized I didn't really, I, I had created an emotional tie to city that I couldn't really escape.
1: Okay, so but can, can you remind me because I I uh, I have forgotten over the years. Uh was it Arsenal for a weekend or like wh- where did you drift to?
0: <laughs> I drifted I tried Arsenal. Uh, man, I really I really was a little uh soccer slut. Um <laughs> I guess is what they would call it, but I yeah, Arsenal for a weekend. Um I even went so far as to try to to become a red and I, I tried to pull for United. Yeah, see, this is, <laughs> you started me off calling me an entrepreneur. People think I'm probably wearing a turtleneck right now. <laughs> uh, you said I have AirPods in and I'm an influencer. And now I'm talking about how I've, I tried to jump ship to the, the arch rival of City. Um, but listen, sometimes the prodigal son runs away only to find that he had everything he needed back home, you know? And that's what I did. And uh, I don't regret it. I I was going on a journey, and I was discovering myself. I was sowing my my wild oats of football, mm. and um, Daddy Daddy Pep welcomed me back with open arms.
1: So, do you do you view Pep as a as a product of the oil baron Manchester City, or do you try to separate the the purity of Pep and his football, uh, his football vision from the? The money side of things which completely fuels his vision but you know pep is pure you know
0: yeah well that's sort of why it's such an interesting pairing between the two because pep is kind of this represent representation of like a pure singular way to play football that's more beautiful than any other way he's such a he's so tied to like his principles and his ideals and to bring him into this place that is basically devoid of all of that um, is a really really weird like paradox in between those two things. Um, so I, as far I don't think that Pep is necessarily a product of that, other than um, he tends to always be at some of the largest clubs in the world. And City is trying to become that, and maybe he bought into the idea of them being sort of the startup giant, you know, the the people who are on their way to becoming. Um, some of these others even though even if they'll never be recognized as that on a global scale um, that's what they want to build and want to, want to become
1: yeah and like obviously you guys won the won the premier league with him already and the champions league was kind right. of that next goal uh, this year was one of their their best chances it seemed like to win the champions league um, our our team barcelona was struggling to say the least you guys were up on real madrid and your champions league tie liverpool was knocked out and uh now because of covid we might be uh devoid of i don't know if devoid's the word i'm looking for we might be robbed of the remainder of the champions league um schedule and and even if we're not it's going to be condensed and then there's always going to be asterisks next to it um personally i find it hilarious that uh this season of all seasons city they kind of had a path towards Champions League glory, uh, despite the fact that they looked like crap in the Premier League compared to Liverpool. They uh, they kind of had a nice paved road, and now it's just been completely robbed from them. Um, do you ha- has it been difficult to connect with your team living in uh, in New York City?
0: I mean, it's always difficult to connect with your team in the Premier League when you haven't actually seen the team play live, right? When we're or I mean, even La Liga when you're watching these teams like through the t- television set and through and playing them on like TV sorry. <laughs> sorry I know I'm just <laughs> <laughs> a projection TV uh, or like one of those wooden TV sets that, that like it's basically a S- table some nice mahogany um, yeah, oh yeah, nice mahogany or like a, a cherry. Um, but <laughs> when you're watching these teams from afar, when you're playing them on FIFA, like that's how you build emotional connections with them as a U.S. fan. So I would say I didn't find it difficult to connect with the first three years of the Pep Man City run. Um, the first year, I it was like us against everybody because Pep was trying to instill something that nobody thought would work in the Premier League. And then... Um, The last two years was such a historic run, and last year was such a a tight race down to the finish. Um, So to have those two historic runs back-to-back, I feel like was the national progression of Pep's um, tenure with City, was struggle at first until you get the players he needs in place, Um, two years where everything comes together despite injuries, and then this year where injuries finally take their toll, egos finally get in the way, um, and you also, as – as an organization and as a club city is trying to focus on the champions league because that is the final hurdle for pep and city uh, before they feel like they've really reached that mountaintop of like these top 6 to 10 teams in the our clubs in the entire world and so I, I think that that's where they were willing because the injuries sort of took them out of it anyways to say let's just try to finish top 4 in the league in the table and then let's shift our focus to Champions League. And so it was all coming together. And honestly, it had to because now we're entering a two year ban into the Champions League. So not only was it all coming together, but it had to because we're about to enter a a time where it won't matter. And Pep is likely going to have one foot out the door, if not be completely out the door um, as soon as this summer. So it it was kind of, I mean, I don't find it difficult to connect with them. Um, But it is certainly different than being somebody who's watched them your entire life or somebody who's grown up um, near the stadium or even has an emotional tie to a certain city or nation. So it's different, but it's as different as it is for any fan in the U.S., I think.
1: Yeah. So if Pep were to leave uh, later this year without a Champions League title, um, would you view his tenure as a success or as a complicated success or as a failure because there was no Champions League glory. And he basically just did a more publicized version of what Pellegrini did.
0: So emotionally, I want to say it was a complicated success. But in reality, if you just look at it black and white, it was a a failure. Um, They they had two historically um, insane Premier League seasons. And those seasons just wear on you um, they're winning a lot of hardware in these you know, domestic cups. But then when it comes to the Champions League, to be that loaded uh, as a team all the way through and not be able to to reach even a final, uh, to me, is a massive failure. Because you're pouring all of this money in it. Like You, you basically know if you're Manchester City, even if they say it out loud that Pep's going to be here for 10 years, you know eventually he'll move on to another challenge. That's how he is. He's going to be itching for something new. Um, and you wouldn't be shocked if you went to uh, Serie A or something like that. But um, I just think that it's a massive failure if you look at what Manchester City's goals were and what Pep's goals were. Um, Winning two titles in four years is, the way they did it is really special. But five years from now, they won't be remembered as, uh, they'll be remembered as this historic team who won the Premier League, but it'll all be earmarked with this failure in the Champions League to not even make a final. So I, I, in that sense, I think it makes it a failure.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, okay, that's enough football talk. I want to talk about uh, what life is like under lockdown. You are in the most serious uh, COVID center in the United States at this point. Um, the whole city. We've seen all the pictures. Um, so, but by the way, real quick, plug plug you and your wife's uh, social accounts, and you know, just just get just give us like the 10-second pitch, real quick.
0: Yeah. So my wife is, um, a blogger who kind of focuses on lifestyle and fashion. Um, her handle is Anna W page. Um, it's, you know, everybody is doing this kind of thing right now, but I really like the way she does it. She's very much herself. She's funny. She's very creative, posts a lot of entertaining stuff on there. So go check that out. Um, She's also on TikTok. <laughs> so Wait, what?
1: That. Okay, I, yeah. I I have to give you like a little bit of crap. I saw your your post about your first TikTok where you're making mac and cheese. I didn't have audio yeah. on, but it basically looked like what a Vine would look like ten years ago, um, that like my mom would do or something like that. And I've just yeah, got to say, you've you've got to bump audio the content. Was,
0: key. was it? The audio was key. Yeah, the audio was everything for that video. If you didn't listen to the audio, you missed okay,
1: it. Okay, so plug your handle because you're like a meme factory. <laughs>
0: yeah I do some memes and kind of it's just all kinds of random stuff but uh, my handle is uh, Nathan T page so
1: yeah there you go
0: we're pretty easy first name middle initial last name so that's it
1: oh yeah Na- uh, social media handle names that's a that's a fun topic uh, first name middle oh, yeah. initial last name okay um do you still are the are the bodegas considered essential are they still open can you still go get a bagel?
0: Um, actually we're slowly seeing those closed down, which is, really? that's been one of the weird parts. Cause at first they were open, um, but now everything like not even just the small shops, but even our Dunkin' Donuts that's right here, all the Starbucks um, that are not located right next to medical facilities are closed. Um, so they're not doing like, like not the even, takeout only thing. They started to, but I, this part of town is, um, very much reliant on people coming to work. Um, yeah as far as some of these shops staying open it's a residential area but the, uh, there's such a large influx during the day of people from all over new jersey um brooklyn uh queens even like people come down to this part of town to work and since everybody's working remote right now the foot traffic is really really quiet and even being next to uh one of the largest we're in um, downtown manhattan so uh, financial district we didn't i didn't clarify that before we uh, but we're right next to one of the largest train stations in the city and it's just quiet. Um and they're shutting down a lot of the public transportation. So so yeah, the the bodegas, the coffee shops, um bagel shops, there's one deli close to us that stays open, but everything else is pretty much closed. And um, things like Chipotle, uh, I think that's one of the few restaurants on our block that's staying open, but the majority of them are closed. And Chick-fil-A's cut their hours down to like 10:30 to 8 or something like that. Yeah. So- yeah, it's weird. It's definitely strange, and it's been um, a drop-off effect of like at first it was like, oh, at least some of these places are still doing takeout, and then like Starbucks closes all their locations, and then the our favorite bagel shop closes, and we don't know if it'll even reopen because it's so young. Um, so yeah, it's just been like a slowly over time. Even Dunkin' went from like, okay, we're only doing online orders, to literally the next day um, being completely closed. So. I, I don't know what the new normal will be in this part of town for us because I, I'm worried not worried, but just interested to see if a lot of these, uh, shops will even reopen when, when things kind of return to normalcy.
1: Yeah. Are you like, how is the, um, is the expectation that like you are able to go out for walks still, or like, are they giving out citations if you don't have like a valid excuse
0: yeah, so that, that's a good question because I think some, that causes some confusion for some people as far as what's happening here. And with a lot of the numbers you're seeing, it, it seems like, you know, why would you even go outside? But um, they're actually – the governor is actually encouraging people to go outside but just to maintain social distancing. Yeah, They've left public parks open. Um, you know, there's, there's like running paths all along the west side of the island. So like there's good places to do that to be out and still be away from people. They just closed like playgrounds and like public parks, like uh, basketball courts yesterday, though. So um, people were like still going out, but then like going and playing a game of basketball on like an actual playground where you're around other kids and stuff. So um, I would say that people are still getting out to exercise. You'll see runners out. We go for a walk with our dog a few times a day. Uh, which gets us out and about, but generally people are staying inside. There's not, but you're not going to get like stopped by a police officer right yeah. now, unless you're like loitering, in which case, you know, you're, you're probably going to get in trouble anyway. So there's not really uh there's, you're not seeing a lot of crowds out and about right now. Yeah. Not a lot of people just standing around doing nothing. I
1: find it interesting. Cause like you live in like a walking and train, like communication or transportation area. Right. And like where I live in the suburbs, it's cars. And so like, I, th- all the parks here have been closed for like a week or two now and I, I find it kind of funny because like the only time we go out is to like go to the store pretty much um, sure. and and it's, like, the amount of people that are just, like, aimlessly walking in our neighborhoods. I, I kind of find it funny because, like, I, I, I'll drive with, when we're driving with my wife or whatever, like, I'll, I'll make comments. I'm just, like, posers, posers. These people don't care about exercise. They're just out trying to do their, oh, I'm going out for a walk. And it's I'm obviously kidding or whatever, but it was kind of cool. There was, like, a shaved ice truck that, like, came through the neighborhood yesterday oh, cool. out of nowhere. Like, not, like, one of those creepy ice cream ice cream trucks. It was, like, a Kona-branded um like a nice brand or whatever and so like yeah the adjustments like our governor just did the shutdown like recently because i think because like all the i live in georgia for those of you and there's like all these like podunk little counties everywhere that probably don't even know what it is and so like they had to take those into consideration but um i do find it fascinating that i don't know like what Cause like I can still drive kind of anywhere and I can like go to Home Depot or Kroger or whatever. How, like, how do you get out? If like, do you, you aimlessly go for a walk, but like, can you ever go for a walk with like, is our grocery stores really all you can go to at this point?
0: If you're going out to do something other than exercise, that's really the only place you can go either to a restaurant to pick up takeout order Um, which we, we still like do Chick-fil-A once or twice a week, uh, like four, four or five times. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but we, we can go out and go to restaurants or go to grocery stores or like there's a CVS and, um, a store that's like Walgreens right here. So there's things like that that are open, but we have a couple of smaller grocery stores that we go to that are right next to us. And they've stayed stocked through all of this because people are going to the whole foods types of places and target and stuff like that. So we can go to those places without any problem. They're taking a lot of precautions too. Um, yeah, that, that part, it's it's weird because it's not that abnormal. Like you see police officers patrolling the streets and stuff, so you actually feel a little bit safer um, in some ways. But it's just a matter of, uh, you know, whenever you're out, don't be near people. Whenever you get back in, wash your hands. Yeah. Just kind of being, being conscious of what's going on around you. Um, but honestly this New York is already like a dirty city. So we were already fairly aware of washing our hands whenever we came back inside. Uh, but you make an interesting point about like travel here is very different. Like if we're trying to go to central park, um, we can't just walk up there. It's four miles or so. So we take a car. Normally it's like a $30 car to take it. And which is why you would take the train. Normally we're not going to get on the train right now. So we, um, you could literally take an Uber. We checked the other day for $12, to get up to the park right now um ubers are so, still running yeah ubers are still running cabs are still running um because people still need to get around yeah if you are one of the essential workers um and they're actually you know uber even when we went to look we're like let's just check it out it said is this right essential because they're asking you like uh, are you having to go into work yeah um, is there something you need you're trying to take care of somebody uh so everything is kind of like you could get anywhere you need to go but you're probably going to be asked, or at least you should be thinking, is this something I really need to do?
1: Yeah, interesting. I, I love that they have to ask that, and I'm sure that's like a cover yeah. your own butt kind of thing. So has the yeah. uh, has the shortage in certain items in the store made you consider the move to a bidet? Because <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, Listen. I uh, I have plenty of toilet paper, but I did look. Sure, I looked at you know some of the different brands, like what installation would look like. And then all of that stopped when I brought it up to my wife, and she laughed at me and told me never. And <laughs> you seem like the type of person, oh. uh, the, the entrepreneur that you are, who yeah. uh, who might already have a warm water bidet and just might not have told me about it.
0: Listen, I will say I don't need a toilet paper shortage to consider <laughs> buying a bidet. But um, no, I haven't gone there yet. I haven't Googled that. What? We've been fortunate again. Most of our places have been stocked, and the toilet paper shortage hasn't really affected us um, because of the different places where we've had it. Um, but yeah, I, I, listen, why wouldn't you consider getting one? I don't know if I'll ever pull the trigger, but it's kind of like it's kind of like you know, every now and then you get an itch to be like, "Ooh, can I hang up a hammock in my apartment?" Like I'm never going to actually <laughs> do that, but like sometimes you just look at weird stuff that like seems like it'd be a good idea
1: did you ever consider, um, because like, you know, you're able to do a lot of your work remote Anna can do a lot of her work Mm -hmm. remote. Did you at any point consider like before? Cause I don't even know if you could now. Um, could you ever like, cause I guess for clarity for the, you obviously like, you're from Georgia, you're from down here. Mm -hmm. Did you ever consider like getting out while it was early or did you just know like this is going to affect everyone at some point, we might as well just ride it out where we're comfortable.
0: Yeah, we definitely had the conversation. We had some friends here, um, kind of the weekend that everything started to get very serious, the weekend of the 15th. Um, So it was horrible timing to have people staying with us, but uh, we were, uh, we started to talk about it then. Like, does it make sense for us to go back to Georgia with them? Um, Should we stay with Anna's family, whatever? Uh, So we, we kind of talked about different things. We even had a conversation last weekend that was like, all right, where do we see this going for the city? What would the implications be for us? Um, what would be the best case scenario if we went to Georgia? Worst case scenario, things like that. And now at this point, even if we went back to Georgia, we would have to do a two week quarantine. Um, really? I think in the. But yeah, so, yeah, so, like, but,
1: you, but if you drove, how would. So, like, obviously, you would do that out of responsibility. Um, sure. How would how would they know? Like because I know at some like at the Florida border, they're like looking at people um with like tags um from New York and like upper states and like it's like kind of all iffy. Um yeah. but it's just like a really like sketchy time. Like you would almost like I don't even yeah. know if well you guys don't you guys don't have a car, do you? You have one up there?
0: No we don't have okay. a car we'd have so, to rent
1: one to get down so i mean uh, w- so good. if you rented one i'm just thinking of like you would get a lot of sideways gl- sideways glances with like the new york tags yep. and like that's yeah. such like a weird place to be in as a uh, as a society where like you would be judged for uh, and like you know i mean nobody knows like you could have been down here for months or whatever but um that is interesting because I, I can only imagine in your situation like I guess going and living with family for like a couple months probably is just as uncomfortable as staying cooped up in your apartment for a couple months
0: yeah it's it's hard because things are so uncertain because if you look at some of the situation, you could argue that Atlanta would be a logical city to be hit within the next week or two at the scale that things have happened here or other places like you know obviously within like reason just in terms of how it's spreading in different city areas so you could say that and if we were to say like "Ah, oh, well things aren't as bad in georgia what if they become as bad in georgia you know yeah. so it's like there's nothing i think that's the hardest thing about making decisions in this is nothing is sure so we can't just be like oh this is the right decision this is the wrong decision what we know right now is we don't feel unsafe here um we are just going to have to continue to be careful and watchful um and in the end part of me doesn't i mean just like in terms of a place where we now feel like we're home Um, we've been here for eight or nine months now and have really figured out a lot of things here and we really enjoy it it's hard to want to leave and then watch it all from afar you know and like what if things if things really 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 get bad we'll be able to find a way out Um, but part of me doesn't want to be in another place watching this happen to now what Feels like home, you know. So I, I think that that's part of it. And because we're here, we're seeing a lot of realities that aren't being described in the news. Um, And so for people like us who are not as big of health risks, um, who are not losing our jobs because of this, uh, which are the two big things that everybody else is really dealing with, um, I think we're fortunate to not have to worry about some of that stuff. So we're we're kind of being able to sit here and be like, we're not really hurting as bad as other people. So because of that, it, it doesn't make sense for us to leave. Um, so that, that's sort of been some of the ways we've calculated it and obviously thought it and overthought it, but, uh, decided staying was the best move for us. And that may change in a week if things get really, really, really bad, but for now it makes sense.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think, um, I think wherever you go, there's going to be the concern that like hospitals will be overwhelmed or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. and I don't think like anyone is adequately prepared. So it's not even like if you, you know, went somewhere like the middle of Montana, like eventually it'll hit middle Montana and they're not capable yep. of handling 50% of their population getting sick or whatever it might be. So, um,
0: exactly. I, I, that's why even our, our governor said a good point yesterday. He's like, we're not really even preparing for the worst case scenario. Cause if the worst case scenario happens we're screwed anyway you know not, yeah. and not so many words he basically said that he was like we're looking at moderate projections because that's the only thing we can actually plan for and that's sort of the way we all have to operate with this because if the worst case scenario happens we're all going to have it and it's going to be complete chaos and an economic meltdown so you just have to plan for what you see right now and what might be the, the middle road of worst case scenario versus best case
1: yeah, and uh and that's the Barcelona podcast everybody. Uh
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> No, but it's like it's a weird time and so like you know we've been uh a lot of the SB Nation podcasts have just kind of been making do talking about random things because it's like sure. we could just not record podcasts or it's we could just record podcasts and do things we would never get to do when there's actual um sports happening because uh unless um unless all the all the players just move into little isolated cities uh we're not going to have uh there's not going to be any sports for a while. It seems like, um, I think the latest things I'm, I've been reading are like, they're like projecting for August now for some of this stuff, July, August. And even that's like, still you're preparing for something you, uh, you have no ability to properly prepare for. And especially it's a little different with sports in America, like with the NBA than it is like in Spain or Italy. Um, we're obviously kind of, in the midst of the the worst, at least what we think is the worst of it right now, uh, so it's a little difficult to kind of project and prepare for what you don't know. You know, like a second wave and all that stuff, and how you uh, how you would even. Um, mm-hmm. How, would, how you would even prepare for holding events and whether or not you could even have people there and how income works. And I've also been fascinated with how like television deals work. Because um, right. like, you know, Barcelona talked about, you know, like their president said, like, we're not going to go bankrupt in June. And it was like, wait, what? Like that, that was even a thing that was possible. Um, like all the players yep. are taking pay cuts so the hourly workers can still be paid. But like, what does a transfer window look like? when well, you know, one that might be extended till January, they've talked about. Um, wow. Obviously the Euros have been... Uh, Cancelled till next year. Uh, Just a lot of different, there's like a lot of possibilities, but there's no solid news to talk about. And so it's just all speculation at this point. Um, So yeah, that's all I got. You've already plugged your stuff. You've plugged your wonderful wife's stuff. Uh, Thank you for joining us. Thank you for giving us the perspective of uh, of someone, uh, of a football fan living in New York City. And uh, we will, uh, I'd like to say we'll do this again, but we're probably not going to do this again. (laughs) <laughs> unless there's literally you no football for the rest of the year, then you're just going to be like this repeat guest that comes on every time like a pandemic happens. And, uh, and that's pretty much it. Yeah.
0: Let me be your non football conversation alternate. Um, yeah. no, nah, man, thank you for having me on. It's been fun. Um, a good time to, I mean, uh, listen, it's impossible not to talk about what's going on right now, right? You just yeah. have to kind of find the new normal, find ways to laugh about other things. Um, but yeah, man, thanks for having me on. It's been fun.
1: Yep. All right. Uh, Everyone, you can subscribe to the podcast on Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Overcast, the best podcast player. Oh, whoa, whoa. Recommendation. Uh, So we've been doing just like a simple recommendation at the end of every podcast. I've been giving out great book recommendations, food recommendations. Last week was Red Rising and Kodiak Pancakes, which I've texted you about. Kodiak Protein Pancakes. Uh, So you think of a recommendation. Mine is Toggle. So um, I... I'm, a, I'm an IT engineer so a while ago at, at a previous company we implemented like a time tracking thing and so it was for like a, a bad purpose but what I've come to use it for in my you know kind of personal life is like um, it sets it's not so much a timer in terms of like counting down as it is of like I have specific goals to do certain things each day so whether it's like um, you know Like, right now, I have, like, weird goals. Like, I need to read 10% of the current book that I'm on to reach my book goal. And so, like, I'll track how long it takes me to read 10% this day versus 10% the next day. Or, like, if I need to, if I have, like, a set time, like, I want to practice. um, Like, so I want to get better at mouse and keyboard gaming. So, like, for 15 minutes each day, I track myself doing that. Or for, like, a work goal, like, I track myself that. So, toggle, T-O-G-G-L, of simple free super nice ui way to um track different activities you can look at how much time you spend on certain things and you can get super specific with it or just like do one thing a day and then track over time how consistent you are about it um so that's my that's my recommendation of the day do you have a recommendation for us
0: are you doing like agile scrum tracking for your hobbies (laughs) and side hustles is that what i'm understanding (laughs) (laughs) Loki, anybody who like knows uh, like IT stuff, that's basically what you just described. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) I love it. I I love that. That's amazing.
1: Yeah. It was like, I got bored just having like checklists every day. So like TickTick was one of my previous recommendations a few weeks ago. And I told you about this. It's like my task tracking app, but I got bored because it was just a checkbox. And so I was like, I want some graphs. (laughs) and so and so yeah i i've overcomplicated it in some ways but i've also made it more uh more fun because what i have found from working from home too is like um obviously like you know it's easy to talk about like you know we've been it's hard to separate work from life and like clearly all that stuff is true but it's also like especially in the afternoon if i haven't gotten to um um because like I've also like the our baby's teething right now so like in the mornings i haven't been able to exercise as much uh, like cardio stuff because i've been up with the baby and so like midday has been super dreary for me um especially because like you know you're not eating as much uh well some of us are not eating as much like oh, something pep said by the way which like we'll, we'll all come back like i think what did he say smarter kinder and a little bit fatter uh i've been yeah. trying to not do that so i've actually been eating less and so like by mid afternoon I'm, I'm just exhausted and, and if you don't yeah. have like boxes to put your different things in, whether it's personal goals, work goals, like whatever this stuff. And if you're not intentional about it, you can like just waste like a couple hours just kind of like not doing, not being as efficient as you could be. So yes, I've implemented uh, agile scrum tactics to my personal goals and work goals.
0: Uh, (laughs) I love it. And it's been fun. Well, one day. One day I will graduate to that because I'm still on that TikTok Premium or Tick Tick <laughs> Premium, not TikTok Premium, Tick Tick Premium. So, I'm uh, creating those custom smart lists, all that stuff. Now that stuff that was going to be one of my recommendations, but I figured you had plugged it already. That, of course. I love that.
1: I really uh, need a creator need code. I don't even know if they do that, but like, I need a creator code for Dorky like tracking apps. I need to get in on that.
0: <laughs> you should because it. Uh, I mean, it's a great app, especially if you're working remote. It's just a really good way to organize things. Mm-hmm. Um, for fun, I, so I have two other recommendations. One is House Party, which has been around for a while, but like, is basically a a FaceTiming app that has like games built into it. Oh yeah, good way Kids to, use this. Uh, yeah, yeah, the kids, the youth. Um, but I'm doing it with a lot of like millennials and just barely post millennials, whatever those are called. Um, well,
1: I'm, I'm glad them. Austin and I have gotten the invite for a house party with you. It, it means a lot.
0: Listen, listen. <laughs>
1: I love More that you're time. plugging. Like, yeah, there's this great app. It allows you to connect with friends from distances. You can hang out, and it's like,
0: all right. Listen, you are you got a baby. Austin's in a new job. Austin it's and I have
1: nothing busy. going on.
0: <laughs> okay, then why am I not getting texts? This is going to get real personal real fast. I don't you
1: know. Guys, I invited you, you on my off. podcast. I sent Thank you a you. meeting request to hang out two weeks ago.
0: This is an olive branch, and I receive it, and I will reciprocate in
1: kind. Yes. I would like a house party invite with Austin. I was actually going to do Done. this. I was going to send you like a Zoom link with like an Uno invitation to you guys. Yeah. And say like, bring yeah. your queso and drinks. And like we, so I guess, I guess we can do house party because it sounds like a very convenient Perfect. way to play games and hang out.
0: It's very, it's delightful. Um, it, it's just like, if you're looking for something to do and you p- want to find a way to connect with friends, that's a good way to do it. I'm sure a lot of people already are. And then the last thing is, Anna and I started watching um, Shit's Creek. Uh, yes. Like, a couple weeks ago, it's so good. The first season, I didn't quite understand how dry all the humor was, but then, like as the seasons progress, it's just such a funny show. Um, and they do such a good job pairing like extremely dry, witty humor with actually having a really big heart. Um, so it's, it's a really good show, and like we laugh, we cry. It's just a good one. So it's almost over. the The finale, I believe, is next week. So. We we caught up all the way in a matter of two weeks because you know, quarantine life. But uh, yeah, I recommend those things: house party, Shits Creek, good stuff. Thank
1: you for not recommending Tiger King. I'm uh, <laughs> I'm so sick. If I hear one more person say, you know, you should uh, <laughs> you should watch Tiger King, I'm so sick of it. Like, it. it I, I watched one episode. I'll probably watch more. It's okay. It's about some sure. weird southern guy. I've met like six of those guys like driving no through like think, South Georgia
0: yeah I think most people if you haven't been around like some good rednecks like if you haven't been around some good hicks in your life like South Georgia Florida I mean really all of Georgia and Florida like if you haven't been around some people there this will like this isn't you. that I'm far sure. of a stretch it,
1: from like sure. oh like yeah it's just like a like a southern guy who's a bit eccentric and decided to buy tigers instead of collect guns and yeah. it's like okay yeah sure
0: okay. I buy that. That's. I think that's been my thing too. Is people talk about how weird it is, but I'm like, I, I don't know. I I kind of buy it. I,
1: I think apparently he like he tries to like murder someone from PETA, or he pays someone to murder someone uh, from PETA, and so I think that's the like the catch. So I'll probably keep watching to see what happens with that. Um, yeah. But that also doesn't seem like that far of a stretch for half the people I know anyway. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah.
0: It's, if you've met somebody like that who's kind of an eccentric redneck, then. I don't think any of that stuff would ever shock you, but you know, yeah, yeah, that makes sense.
1: Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's like, okay. Yeah, that's about right. (laughs) So you and I have a different perspective than some, but, uh, it'll be fun.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, we, uh, we've gone on much longer than I anticipated as usual. And, uh, yeah, so that's all I got. Goodbye, everyone.